Hey y'all, this is Brian Potter and I am a Shelly Spears and welcome to the Space of Grace podcast. This podcast is for everyday people like us, regardless of sex, age, and background. To make room for people to encounter God's grace throughout their lives. So come into our space where we welcome real conversations. so thankful today to have with us Ashley Empowers and Carrington Brown. My name is Brya Potter, one of the founders of our Space of Grace podcast and and I am a Shelly Spears guy. We are Welcome. super super excited and I just love for us to kind of dive in and give you some background of our guests today, our special guests. Carrington and Ashley Brown, Ashley also known as Ashley Empowers, have been married for over 4 years and continue to change the game for relationships. Ashley is a speaker, entrepreneur, author, and top media personality. She is the creator and host of Dating with a Purpose, a popular series and movement that has reached millions of viewers, promoting pursuing healthy relationships with God at the center. And Carrington Brown, her husband, is a relationship expert, speaker, and author, and entrepreneur. As a Powell speaker and coach, Carrington travels the world, inspiring and equipping individuals with the tools needed to create healthy and thriving relationships with the source, self, and someone else. So guys, please give us a warm welcome Mm -hmm. for Ashley and Carrington Brown. Woo-woo! Hello. Thank you for coming on. It's it's honestly an honor. (laughs) I was sharing, you know, previously with um, Ashley that you know I've been following you guys for years, and so to finally have you guys onto this as we're getting started is a blessing. So thank you for saying yes. (laughs) No problem. Yeah. So I wanted to kind of open up the floor with asking you: Can you share with us how did you both meet? Definitely. So first off, shout out to Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) So. Funny enough, uh, funny enough, Ash and I, we actually went to the same college, but never knew each other, never met each other, never had a conversation. Uh, she's actually three years older than me. So my freshman oh, year was her wow. senior year. So wow. she was going out when I was coming in. And so, yeah, and, and so going into my junior year, I believe it was, uh, I was just scrolling on Instagram one day and uh, just saw this little beautiful brown yes. bag. Uh, on a photo with a friend of mine and I clicked on her name at her on Instagram and so after I added her on Instagram I just scrolled through pictures and started liking like one, two, three, four, thirty, right um, and so after I liked about 30 of her pictures she came back and she liked about 30 of my okay. pictures now she'll tell you why but she liked 30 of my pictures right and so me being who I am I went back like the gentleman that I am and liked about 30 more. Yeah. And so after I liked more pictures, she commented on one of my pictures and said, hey, if you keep liking my pictures, that means we go together. Ooh, okay. So I, Get said, it, Ooh. <laughs> I said, cool, I'm, I'm with it. Um, so I sent her a message with my number and I said, hey, you know, hit me up and we can go ahead and set this first date up. And so Later on in the day, I got a random text from a random number that said, how tall are you? <laughs> Priorities. And I'm like, what? I'm like, who is asking me this? And so I said, I'm 5'10". Who is this? And she responded, oh, this is Ashley. Uh... The reason why I asked is because you look super short in your pictures. And I'm 5'8", so I wanted to make sure you weren't like 5'2". <laughs> I'm the Those are facts. Yes. 
That's exactly how it happened. Um, give or take the 30 pictures. I don't know if it was, I mean, that's probably a little It was 30. Bit. <laughs> it's, like, it's 30 off. It's 30 off. Right. <laughs> Love it. That's a that's so beautiful, guys. And uh, I hope you guys are encouraged. Okay, guys, you women, guys will go after what they want. Shoot, shoot your shot. shot. And for the men, shoot your <laughs> shot. Um, so just hope you guys are encouraged <laughs> to know that, you know, if it's meant to be, they're going to go after what they want because Carrington went after. Ashley wasn't playing 30 photos, then 60 photos, then yes. how 100 photos. He was not playing. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, uh, pursuit. Yes, the pursuit. I love it. Beautiful pursuit. And you guys are now look at your ministry and, and the foundation that you guys have built. So beautiful. So with yeah. all that being shared, we'd love for you guys to explain and, and give some insight to our listeners about some of your ministries, such as Dating with Purpose, 802 Game Time on YouTube, and your Christian life coaching um, organizations from both Ashley and Carrington. Yeah, so when Carrington and I first got together, it was very clear to me that God was calling me to a ministry of relationships and marriage. And when we were dating, I told him that would be a part of us being together. And Carrington's reaction was like, okay, you know, that's what's up. And I think at the time he thought it would be really me doing ministry um, related work when it comes to relationships and marriage, not knowing that he would like, it was our mission as a couple that God had for us. Um, but once we, mm. it, once it was clear to both of us, we just kind of went forth with, with what God was calling us to do. And um, we host events all over the United States um, regarding dating with purpose, just giving people practical tools and tips on how to pursue healthy relationships and keeping God at the center. We have books, we have online programs, and Carrington has a Christian life coaching business where he literally just works one-on-one with um, hundreds of individuals, helping them heal from past trauma and just get in a place where they are ready to be in a healthy, thriving relationship. And 802 Game Time essentially yeah. is um, a series that we have on YouTube where we answer real life, everyday relationship questions. And it's amazing how impactful it can be to get advice from someone who's unbiased. And I think that's why mm-hmm. it's been such a hit on YouTube because yeah. people just want an unbiased opinion and someone that can give them a little bit of wisdom and encouragement with their relationships. I love that. And, you know, I can just see how impactful those different, you know, ministries that you, you guys are using your gifts, um, have just touched so many lives, like just reading the comments and just the people that you're interviewing or connecting with. Um, and then for myself, you know, and so I think that's so powerful and key when it comes down to really, getting yourself ready and prepared for healthy relationships. Um, And so with that being said, why is dating with purpose so important? Why do you, Ashley and Carrington, believe that that has so much importance tied to it? For for us personally, I I believe for both of us, if I can speak on behalf of us, uh, that the reason why it has so much value and so much importance is because we were never exposed to it. Uh, We Mm -hmm. both grew up uh, experiencing parents not being in the most successful, healthy, thriving relationship. And because we grew up in that environment, we saw what the result of not doing relationships properly 
look like. And so we both also, along with seeing our parents like that as we grew up, we also personally found ourselves making some of the same decisions that they've made and found ourselves in some of the same situations with previous relationships. And so because of the negative experiences that we've been exposed to and that we've had for ourselves, we reached a point of, of choosing intentionally to be the change. Like we had clarity about what we wanted. And this is as individuals before we even came together. We both had wow. desires to be a part of wow. healthy, authentic, thriving relationships that glorify God. And we recognize that in order for Amen. that to happen, we would have to do things different. And the first thing we have to do it differently is to renew our mind. We would have to mm. align our mind and our perspective with the mind of Christ rather than the mind of the world, right? The Bible reminds us or informs us to uh, Romans 12 too, you know, be not conformed to the way of this world, but yeah. be transformed yeah. by the renewing of your mind so that the perfect and good and pleasing will of God yeah. will come to fruition. And so we realized that in order for that to happen, we would have to renew our minds. And it's so much value in doing dating with intentionality because you always, you often catch people saying, you know, hey, I'm just going to be in this relationship just because or mm-hmm. go out with this person just because. Well, everybody knows their birthday, but we have right. no idea what our death date is. Therefore, we don't mm-hmm. need to be doing things wow. just because and wow. relationships are a part of that. And so because of our experiences because we understand that it's possible to be a part of a healthy and thriving relationships, we both came together as one being intentional about not just training and equipping other people, but before doing it for others, training and equipping ourselves to be a part of a healthy and thriving relationship so that we can be that example of what it looks like to be that example that it's possible and then provide avenues and platforms to connect with individuals so that they can have the tools needed to create it for themselves to change the generational legacy of relationships in their bloodline. Amen. I think that's so good, yeah. you know, for our listeners to hear because at the end of the day, you know, marriage is ministry. 100%. And so why is dating with purpose important? Because mm-hmm. the ministry at the end of the day, God brings people's people Absolutely. together to carry out his will and his, his perfect will and his, and his calling on their lives. And so by you guys dating with purpose and intentionality, God was allowed to be able to really fulfill his plan through you guys and look at the foundation, look at what you guys yeah. are building on earth for God's kingdom yeah. to glorify God. Mm-hmm. And as a result of that, the result of you guys saying yes to God and his will look at the beauty in that. So I hope that's just encouragement, you know, for our listeners to really not settle mm-hmm. and to be intentional about every decision you mm-hmm. make when it comes to yeah. dating um, and who you're going to tie yourself yeah. with because it is lifelong. And like you said, we know our birthday, but we do not know our death date. So it is key. So wow. key for us to not oh, forget that. Um, and she just put to the waistline, like you said, Carrington. So, wow. So good. <laughs> yeah. Um, and what I also liked, Carrington, what you said is just about um, the power of just mm. renewing our minds and how um, just how clouded mm. I feel like our minds can get, especially when it comes to a marriage um, and relationships in general. And with that said, I wanted to know, you know, what have you noticed about or what have you both noticed about marriages today that are unhealthy Um and for those that you have found to be healthy. Definitely. And so I guess I'll start this off. So one of the primary areas of relationship that I've seen um, and really that I deal with a lot of people on, primarily men on, is the lack of transparency in marriage. Um, when, when we mm-hmm. talk about marriage, God desires that to mm-hmm. be a reflection of 
his relationship with Adam and Eve in the garden before they chose to eat the fruit. And it was open, honest, transparent, and naked. And so what people don't realize is that in order for you to truly experience love, you have to give someone the opportunity to love you. And for most mm. people, yeah, although they desire the experience of love, they're afraid of positioning themselves mm. to experience it. Because in order for you to truly experience it, and this may sound crazy, but this is what I tell people. In order for you to truly experience love, you have to give somebody every reason not to yeah. love you and then they'll say yes anyways. Mm-hmm. But I tell people all the time, my That's wife so knows yeah. every ugly, bad, negative thing <laughs> look, I've ever done in my life. And my marriage for myself is such a blessing in my life because it was truly the first relationship where I was truly naked, where I was truly authentic and just expose mm-hmm. myself fully. And so I, I've told, she not, she don't know the good. She don't know all the good stuff I've done. But when it comes to the negative <laughs> thing, she knows all of that. And from me doing that, being transparent in this relationship, it's opened the door for me to truly experience love because with knowing all of that, she still said, I'm here. Yeah, I, I still want to build a legacy with you. Mm. I still want to build a business with you. I still want to wake up every morning with you, look at you, smell your funky breath because you are... <laughs> And so I believe that that is one of the biggest challenges or negatives that uh, is actually a part of relationships right now. Mm, Yeah. And I would say I'm just the, I think right now with everything that's happening in the world, relationships and couples are really getting back to a place of communication and quality time. Because when you're first in a relationship with someone, mm-hmm. it, you're in that infatuation phase where you just want to be around them all the time. But as you get married and years go by, um, I think you guys said we were married for almost four years. We'll actually be married six years in August. You know, when kids mm-hmm. get in the picture, th- yeah, when Grand. kids get in the picture and you have other responsibilities of life, I see that an issue is that lack of quality time. And I think that's really important to just be intentional about really enjoying every bit of your marriage because God blesses us with marriage. I believe it's a 100% blessing, but you have to continue to be intentional throughout the years to make sure it still feels like one. Hmm. Yeah, I think that that's key is intentionality, you know, in the in the in the process of dating, but also when you are married, how do you continue to have your relationship be full of life um, and, and it can and it yeah. can die out if you don't put into it. And so being intentional about putting into it is, is certainly key. Um, so I love that you have brought that up for sure. So with that, that being said. What are some things that you wish you knew before getting married? Or did you feel you were prepared and why? So one thing that I wish I knew before I got married, and I actually talk about it in my book. um, But one thing I wish I knew before I got married was that marriage is not the answer. And this is what I mean by that. We as people, we have struggles, we have addictions, we have shame, we have challenges, we have burdens, we have insecurities, we have, we battle with depression, suicidal thoughts, anxiety, all of these problems, all of these issues and challenges. Um, we battle with lust, right? And so it's like, 
with all of those challenges, oftentimes we believe that a change in our lives is the answer, right? So for me, when I met Ashley, I had a battle with lust myself. And so I had my perspective was that, oh, once I get married, I'm going to be good because mm-hmm. it ain't going to be conviction no more. It's going to be pleasing and glorifying to God. But what I didn't realize is that when we were on our wedding day, when <laughs> we were before each other, we were saying these wedding vows. Once I said I do, that that issue that I had, that struggle that I had, that challenge that I had, it said I do too. <laughs> and so one thing that I wish I knew was the necessity of Dealing with my own baggage, my own issues, yeah. my own struggles, my own challenges, my own problems before I got into a marriage because marriage is not the answer and marriage truly yeah. is going to make it worse because now not only am I have, having to battle my own stuff, but I'm having to be a husband and take on those responsibilities and take on that pressure and that weight. And then to also be what I, like, what I would like to say, the kickstand for my wife so that when she's struggling, she's having hard times she can have someone to lean on. So just to summarize all of that, um, one thing that I wish I knew before getting married was the necessity of dealing mm. with my own stuff and not yeah. realizing that marriage is not the answer or the solution. Yeah, and for me, it would one thing that I wish I would have known is that my expectations aren't... So let me say it like this. So when you get married... Sometimes, well, for me, I'm a very, you know, just ambitious, go get it type of personality. And I've always had my expectations for myself and for other people. But one thing that I learned being married is that yeah, my husband goes at his own pace. And, mm. and I think I didn't really struggle with this, but I feel like just knowing where people are and just having a clear idea, just really knowing that men and women are so different. Like when it comes to the way we think, um, the way we speak. And I just kind of felt like, oh, we had so much in common when we, when we were dating, it would kind of be the same when we got married. But truthfully, like we're totally our own, our own people. And thankfully our personalities what my strengths are, they benefit Carrington, what his strengths are, they benefit me and my weaknesses. So we've just learned to work together. But I think that one thing that I would encourage listeners to really just kind of practice in this stage of preparing for marriage is to really focus on emotional maturity. Because when I look back over the almost six years that we've been married, we, I mean, literally, I don't even know how many times we like, we barely argue. Like, do we argue? Exactly. Like, I mean, I couldn't, I couldn't even tell you the last time we argued, but one of our strengths is we both are very emotionally mature. (laughs) If something needs to be discussed, it's not like we're going off. It's not like someone is, running out the room Mm. because they don't know how to communicate. So I think emotional maturity is something that can be developed even when you're not in a relationship, just by dealing with your counterparts and your peers and your coworkers, but really just strengthening that muscle before getting married is something that I would recommend as well. Good. Yeah, that is so good. Um, So 
for me, so I'm a licensed mental health therapist, um, and I communicate with kiddos uh, who are traumatized daily. And communication is just so, so <laughs> yes. key. Um, and I feel like um, most of issues um, that arise besides, I mean, we bring in our own baggage from family patterns and dynamics and everything. Um, but communication yeah. <laughs> um, is, is huge along with that emotional maturity, because if you can't communicate properly, uh, I can just see like so many couples, they bump heads there. Um they're they're pushing each other they're they're calling each other out of their names um just because yeah. they're hurt and they can't really communicate um that so well mm. so what yeah. you you know what you explained was just so uh so spot on and kind of thinking of um about that because granted we're all not perfect <laughs> uh we all yes. have our things um what areas in your life have you had to offer yourself grace um, especially throughout your courtship and marriage? For me, motherhood. <laughs> so we have small <laughs> children. Yes. We have yeah. small children. They keep us very, very busy. And I love to just be intentional when it comes to my parenting. And I've had to just extend grace to myself because being a mother, it can be very challenging. It can be exhausting. <laughs> And I, I myself, who a person who has, you know, perfectionism tendencies, if things don't work out perfectly, I would beat Mm. myself up. And so I had to grow into a place where I'm just like, Ashley, you're not a perfect mom and there is no perfect mom. And so I'm constantly every day extending grace to myself and just saying, you know, as long as you're doing the best you can and you're depending on the Holy Spirit for wisdom and guidance, everything will be okay. And these kids will turn out okay. (laughs) Yeah. And so me myself, uh, it's kind of the same, but not specifically to um, being a father of kids. It's honestly just giving myself grace to progress in general. And I say that because one of the common mistakes that, you know, my wife has helped me realize is that um, a lot of times I I have the question of, am I doing enough? Am I good enough? Am I really like, I feel like I'm not doing something. I feel like I'm not meeting the standard. I always feel like there's more I need to be doing. And um, one thing that she brought up to me was that I need to stop comparing myself to the perfect example of me. Yes. Like we as people, we have a perfect image of ourselves in our mind that is flawless, that is spending all of this time with God, that know all of these Bible verses, that is consistent, that is disciplined, that is uh, persistent, that yeah. focused and intentional and accomplishing all of this stuff. And I would consistently compare myself to that individual. And in doing so, I would never feel like I'm good enough or I'm doing good enough until we had that conversation and she informed me that. One, I have a perfect individual in my mind. I have uh, an image of a perfect Carrington in my mind. And even though that's great to progress or to pursue being like that, I will never be perfect. (laughs) Therefore, Mm, comparing myself side by side to that individual, it's always going to cause me to be insecure. So I had to give myself grace in the area of progression and in the form of giving myself 
permission to progress and not pressure to be perfect. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And I think that's, that's so good because oftentimes, you know, just because the world that we live in, we have this pressure to do things right the first time to be perfect, to know it all. And that's just the pressures of society. And, and, and as Christians, we know that we're not perfect. (laughs) You know, once we get life over to Christ, we're like, we're not, we're not perfect. We need to stop striving for perfection, but strive to be more like Christ. And he will help us with the guidance and power of the Holy spirit. So I think that's, that's key, you know, definitely for our listeners, because we always get in that, that mindset of having to, pursue more pursue perfection that is not what we should be pursuing and just offering ourselves grace yeah. in the moments that we get it wrong um mm-hmm. especially when it comes to marriage the whole different level a whole different level of ministry a whole different level that god calls us to and so there's a lot of areas to have to work through um and just offering grace yourself grace in that um is mm-hmm. so key so i'm glad that you highlighted that area how can our expectations, do you believe, Ashley and Carrington, harm your significant other throughout dating and or spouse and marriage? So in any way, did you guys, you know, bring expectations mm. that really were not from God mm. that, you know, brought some harm or some challenges um, to your relationship? Definitely. So I believe that one of the expectations that we both brought in our relationship was for so I brought the expectation for her to be more like me <laughs> and she brought mm. the expectation and desire for me to be more like her, which um, is a, is not a good expectation to have because you have to allow people to be people. And so that is definitely called caused, um, you know, some, some debate in our relationship. So we've definitely had to have some conversations just about those things, but just expectations in general, um, because, you know, mm-hmm. when we talk about relationships, when we talk about dating, when we talk about marriages, two individuals with two different backgrounds, two different upbringings, two different environments that they grew up in, two different households, two different everything, expectations are going to be created based off of our experiences, what we've gone through, what we saw, and the definitions of marriage, relationships, man, woman, husband, wife, father, mother, love that we received through the examples that were provided to us. Mm-hmm. And so I believe the biggest mistake that couples make as it pertains to expectations is not expressing mm-hmm. them. So one of the top causes of divorces is unmet yeah. expectations. Yeah. So good. And along with that, the top cause of unmet expectations is unexpressed expectations. Mm-hmm. So because people aren't transparently exp- expressing expectation they're expecting things from somebody else that they don't even know they're expecting. And so yeah. like when Ashley and I do uh, pre-marital with couples, we have an exercise where, you know, both couples, both individuals get a sheet and it's about expectations. So individually they write out, what do you expect financially? What do you expect when it comes to physical intimacy? What do you expect when it comes to church, when it comes to raising kids, when it comes to uh, health and fitness? And so we have the both of the individuals uh, write their responses to uh, these expectations individually. Then they come together. And when they come together, they express what their expectations are in each of these areas, but then they create a compromise. And so after they talk through them and create a compromise, we give them another document um, and it says our expectations. And so whatever okay. compromises they created, they write them down on the our expectations document. And then at the bottom, they sign it. 
And the reason why is because wow. it's very easy to come together, create a compromise on the expectation, and then uh, six months, a year down the road in a, uh, a committed relationship or a marriage, start swaying away from those expectations uh, on one side or the other. And by you guys both creating those expectations together and signing those, that signature is a commitment to these expectations. And that's an opportunity for you to keep this so that if one or the other starts to doing things outside of these expectations, like, wait a minute now, hold up. We had this conversation. We talked to expectations in this area. This is what we compromise and saying we can do. Now we can switch it up, but we can't just switch it up without having the conversation first. So, so that puts you in a position in your relationship to where there are no unexpressed expectations because we talked about it. But not only did we talk about it, we created what we're going to do, uh, the outline of these expectations, how yeah. we're going to move about, uh, move forward in them um, yeah. together. We did it together. I love that. Doing it together. <laughs> and I think too often, especially relationships that we still have this mindset of I <laughs> and self, <laughs> mm. me, 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 um, and not looking back at to right. We're in this together. We're a team. So it's not about me, 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 and I, I. Yeah. It's about we because we're not one. Um, and so I think when you had, you know, those couples really go into it together and share, we're yeah. in this together and have that focus and mindset, that just sets them up for such success as they go in with it mindset. And as we talked earlier about mindset is everything mm-hmm. yeah. um, because your thoughts lead your behaviors and, and so forth. And so. I think that is key that we have to get our minds right, our perspective, our expectations set. Like we need to go before God and say, okay, God, this is what I, this is what I want. This is what I desire. And God got to check us. Like we need that, we need that yeah. check. All of us, <laughs> you know, me for myself, um, because we can really bring yeah. uh, that unhealthy perspective um, or unhealthy expectations, unrealistic really, um, into relationships and do so much more damage. Um, than good. So, yeah. so key that you and brought that I up. was, um, as you guys were talking, um, I wanted to ask, how would you, um, either encourage our couple listeners or, or not even a couple of listeners. I feel like this could apply to anything, um, from like either a personal example, how would you, how would you help someone heal or kind of overcome unmet expectations? Kind of like that disappointment, um, of unmet expectations. Cause I guess I can kind of see how some people might feel like, I feel like this expectation is realistic. Um, or is it? So how would you, how would you help someone come over, um, overcome unmet expectations? Kind of like that disappointment. I would recommend talking to someone outside of the relationship and just talking and yeah. talking them through, what they feel like is an unmet expectation so they can determine whether or not this is an overreaction or this should be a serious red flag in the relationship. And depending on the scenario, if you have someone speaking life to you from the outside, they can give you a little bit of direction. So for instance, I had a conversation with someone the other day who was faced with an unmet expectation. Her husband Mm -hmm. does not fold his clothes or put them away. (laughs) yeah much of an issue that has been in the relationship but after speaking to her I said you know there's options like you guys have a room downstairs have him store his stuff in the room because she just didn't want it in her room making it look cluttered and so that resolved that unmet expectation but if it was someone who 
was in a relationship with someone who had maybe a child um, from a previous relationship. And when you're in the relationship, you expect that man or that woman to be taking care of their child and they're not. And that's kind of an unmet expectation. Like you expect that it's not happening. Well, that could be a deal breaker. That could be a red flag. And that can be you making the decision whether or not you want to continue in the relationship. And so, you know, as we're talking about you guys, just continue to share your wisdom. Um, I'd love for you, Ashley and Karen, to answer this separately, but it's the same question. What do you feel are some areas of advice that you would give to our listeners regarding dating and marriage? Um, So if someone was able to hear just from you in regards to relationships and dating, what would you say to them that set set them up for success? Definitely. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and start this off a little bit. Um, All right, let's do it, character. And what I'm gonna, and so, so it's, a, it's a couple of things, but I'm just going to run through them fast. Um, All right. And so real quick, I'm just about to tell you like how to do dating right. Like That's what I'm about to tell you. And so what you want to do is this. The first thing in order to do dating right is this. Um, you have to um, recognize and reconstruct your relational beliefs. Mm-hmm. Right. Majority of people experience bad relationships because they have bad beliefs and they've allowed other people projected truths to become theirs, which don't align up with healthy thriving relationship. So mm-hmm. in order for you to experience a phenomenal dating relationship, you first have to reconstruct uh, your relational beliefs. Second thing you want to do is create non-negotiables. Why? Because mm-hmm. non-negotiables are your minimum standards. You at least have to meet these standards in order to move forward and progress in a relationship with me. And some people may feel like that's harsh, but we don't have time to waste, as I expressed earlier. Therefore, you need in order before you even think about moving forward in a relationship, you need to get clarity about what a relationship actually looks like, what love actually is, what does dating right and marriage actually looks like so that I have standards that align with that. And what do I want in a spouse? Because until you know what you want in a spouse, it's not possible for you to get it. So you got to create non-negotiables. Next thing you have to do is you got to stop sampling yourself. Okay. Now, when I say sampling yourself, I'm talking about giving away the buns. Okay. Um, <laughs> hey, that that is key. We need to hear this. Come on, bring like, it on. You have to be intentional about keeping yourself to yourself. Um, your physical body is a blessing and only deserving of being shared yeah. with your king or your queen. Right. So. You have to love yourself enough, value yourself enough to say, I'm going to stop sharing myself with individuals that are not deserving of my body, not because, you know, I'm better than them, but simply because as royalty, as a king, as a queen, my body is a blessing and a gift. And the only individual that's deserving of that is the individual that chooses to commit to me for the rest of their lives and for the rest of my life. Next thing you got to do is this. You got to position yourself to be pursued or you have to pursue as a man. You have to be intentional about pursuing what you want in a woman. And as a woman, you, you have to position yourself in environments to connect with men that you desire Absolutely. to be with. But mm-hmm. once you see these men, you have to position yourself to be pursued in the form of being seen, whether it's bumping into a man accidentally, whether it's just giving him a compliment about his clothes or his cologne, mm-hmm. or whether it's just making eye contact and winking. Let him know that you see him seeing you yeah. see him. OK, so the last thing is this. You need to be willing to wait for what you want rather than selling for what shows up. Mm. 
So many Learn people are so mm. tired in the season of waiting for this relationship that they reach a point of saying, you know what? Forget it. This may never happen. So because this individual is giving me attention, let me grab that attention and rock with that. Yeah, I know it ain't God's best. Yeah, I know I ain't supposed to be in it, but it's all good and gravy. It's something and I'd rather have something than the thing that I actually want. And so in order to experience a relationship that you desire to be a part of, you have to be willing to wait for what you want rather than settle for what shows up. And so I'll leave it at that. Mm, so much wisdom. Like, I hope y'all listening. I hope y'all <laughs> hearing so him because I am listening <laughs> and this is so good. This is, this is, we right. pay, we need to pay him. No. All right. Thank you. And Ashley, yeah. how would you respond to that question? Honestly, I agree with everything Carrington <laughs> said. I mean, that's my right there. Yeah. Yes. It was good. Yeah. It was weighted. Yeah. <laughs> It was very weighted. And I think, you know, from my own personal experiences, I found myself settling, mm-hmm. you know, in my last relationship. And I learned the hard way what it means to settle. Mm-hmm. You're mm-hmm. going to get what settling yeah. looks like. Mm-hmm. And that is not to talk down about the person, but that's just to be realistic and say, guys, it's not worth it. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, that was my first relationship. I was looking to, you know, be in a relationship so I can get married. I'm 25. Mm -hmm. So I've been like, okay, my clock is ticking though. There is no clock when it comes to God. And so just feeling that pressure of, okay, I want a relationship. I want a a healthy Christian relationship. Okay. Here's someone. He seems like he's right. Let's go about Mm -hmm. it. You know, and just rushing into things that did not end up being, you know, God's best or God's perfect plan. And so that is what lacking patience will get you. Um, and lacking, you know, just the ability to put God in the center, even when you may know it ain't right, you're still in it. And it's like, well, you're, you're going to get what you, you're willing to, you know, hold out yeah. for. Um, and so I think that is so key um, for our listeners and just for us in general um, to focus in on not, you know, yeah. settling, <laughs> waiting for his best, even if that's difficult. And the process is hard. It, you know, realistically speaking, it is difficult, but God, you yeah. know, but God, and he will get us through that process and the weight will will give us so much more on the other other side of that mm-hmm. weight. So thank you for all that you've shared. Oh, Especially just a simple part of ladies. <laughs> um, just make yourself notice sometimes. Like, I really think it's okay. Um, like you said, a wink, a bump, a complimenting on um, a fragrance. Uh, I guess I just think of sometimes like growing up, in the church, um, how everyone had this desire to be with someone one day, but no one is talking to each other. <laughs> um, everyone just staring and walking by. <laughs> um, and it's like, and I don't know. I, I just definitely, I agree. Like sometimes you just have to make a small move. Sometimes the slight thing, uh, can lead to something uh, really big and beautiful. So ladies, don't be afraid. Uh, to be found. And so with that, guys, we're not saying to go out yeah, there. Yeah, don't be bumping into everybody. That is, we can't, I got to make sure we're not confusing don't be complimenting y'all. Everybody. No, do not go and yeah. pursuing, but, you know, respond and just don't make it awkward. <laughs> be yourself. 
be yeah. open to conversation and okay. just see where things go. But don't be out there going, guys, D, you know, inboxes and DM them and saying, hey, what's up? <laughs> like, you want to let's, let's date. Like, that is not your job. You, the way you start a relationship is the way it's going to be carried yeah. out in marriage. So you want to pursue, you're going to be pursuing yeah. in your relationship as well um, in marriage. So I just think, you know, it's so key, yes, to respond, but also ladies and, and men out there <laughs> uh, making sure that we just know our place too. Absolutely. Well, guys, we won't keep you long, but I do love, I definitely know that we enjoyed this time with you guys um, and loved yeah, and appreciated so your input and your wisdom. Um, but before we kind of like wrap up fully, just one last question of just kind of where you guys are at now in this season um, of your life. Um, what final words um, would you like to share to our listeners um, based on where you're at today? Definitely. So based on where we are today, um, and this is actually going to come from, I would say this whole experience with being quarantined and, you know, COVID-19 and everything, Mm. um, man, what I would give the people is this, make sure that you leave this quarantine better than you went in it. I believe a hundred percent that God has allowed this to happen because he desires for people to turn their hearts back to him. And so this is an opportunity for you to have the time because that's the excuse. I don't have time to spend with God. This is a great and phenomenal opportunity for you to take time, yeah. schedule time, schedule your life around God, spend time focusing on God so that he can elevate your identity, elevate your confidence, elevate your self-esteem, elevate your relationship with him to a point where you are willing to be disciplined and consistent in the dreams, goals, desires, and vision that he has commanded you to accomplish. Because what if the only reason he's allowing this to go, to, to keep going on this corona thing, to keep going yeah. on, is so you can have the time that you need to write that book or to do that business plan or to create that program, so right? So that's what I would say. Yeah, and for me, I would just encourage everybody listening to – prioritize your relationship with God. And what I wholeheartedly believe is that when it comes to relationships, when it comes to pursuing your purpose, when it comes to just living, that should always be our number one priority. And just to assess where you are, how you've been living, like Karen said, make sure you leave this quarantine better than you came and just stay repentant. Like no one is perfect, but when you repent and you turn back to God, if it's from having failed relationships, if it's just making poor decisions in your life, if you repent and turn back to him, he welcomes you with open arms and his peace, his love, his joy is free. It is 100% free. And so um, we always just want to make sure that we are prioritizing him and really understanding like the best relationship that you will ever have is with him. Wow. I think that is so good. Amen. And, you know, to kind of go off of that briefly, God birthed this podcast, a space of grace in this quarantine. And I just thought it was just so funny because (laughs) it's like, God, like it was so, so random. I know our listeners are going to, you know, hear our story and other episodes about how we started this, but it's just insane. Like, I really do agree, Carrington and Ashley, that God, you know, 
we are in a fallen world, so things are going to happen that are not good. <laughs> and they have nothing to do with God. It's just our fallen world that we live in. But God will bring his glory to situations such as this. And so the glory that God can get out of the situation is drawing our hearts closer to him. Because at the end of the day, like you said, Ashley, it's a free gift. His grace, his love um, is a free gift. Jesus Christ died on the cross for us freely. Mm-hmm. We did nothing. We did nothing. And so going back to the the word and the power and grace, um, he just wants our hearts. And so in this season, he is calling and elevating us up to a place where he wants deeper connection, deeper relationship, so we can dive deeper into who he's called us to be and become that. So I think it's just powerful what God is doing and just seeing in the lives of my friends and family things that are just being birthed in this season. Um, it doesn't have to be big. It could be the fact of you just making more time for him. Five, you gotta add a 10 minute, 20 minutes yeah. onto your God time. <laughs> and God time, I meant to say and mean to be overly spiritual. It's just your time with God to build you up. God doesn't need us to spend time with him. We need it. Yeah. And so having communication with him, praying, just talking to him and, and diving into his word to build ourselves up and build this foundation that is relying on him is so key. So don't, have this time be uh, wasteful. Use this time for with intentionality. So just great way uh, that you guys ended that for us, Carrington and Ashley, such great wisdom. Thank you. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for having us. Thank you for coming on. And I think before we close, we'd love for you guys to share how our listeners can find you on social media. Sure. So I'm at Ashley Empowers across all social media platforms and YouTube Ashley Empowers as well. And I'm at the Carrington Brown on all social media platforms. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, guys, for blessing us and blessing our listeners. We we love you guys and so blessed to have you on. It was an honor. So thank you so much. We hope that you enjoyed that episode and will continue to make room and space for grace. Make sure to subscribe on all major podcasting platforms. You can connect with us by going to our Milkshake account at msha.ke slash space of grace podcast where you'll find our instagram facebook website and ways to listen to space of grace don't forget to tune in every monday it's gonna be dope